In a world full of distractions, there is one big question on every dog owner's lips. How do I become more than just the person holding the other end of the leash? We all get dogs of a dream in mind, a vision of the future. And if right now your everyday reality isn't quite that picture you had in mind, you are in the right place. It really doesn't have to be this way. You absolutely can and will be more to your dog than just the person who gets in between them and the world. The key is you need to be more sexy. More sexy than the neighbourhood cat. More sexy than the jogger in the park. More sexy than that half-eaten hamburger they just found on the floor. And yes, even more sexy than the dog across the road. I'm Tom. And I'm Lauren. Together Together we're Absolute Absolute Dogs. Dogs. And you're listening to the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast. to this episode of the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast, the absolute dogs podcast that teaches you how to be the very best dog owner your dog could ever wish for. Now, if we've learned anything over the past year, I think the number one thing that we're all a bit more aware of or we're all a bit more conscious of is health. And actually, when I think about health and I look at my dogs, I know that I want to be the very best owner for them, as I know that you do being that we can actually have a really important, um, I suppose, impact on our dog's health. And actually, this is something we can really get a handle on. So today... We're talking health. And really, this can't be underestimated how important this is. One of the questions that I get asked so much from in my my vet role, um, as a vet, when I've got my vet hat on and my vet coat on and my vet stethoscope on, and I'm being a vet... um, Fully closed, I think Tom (laughs) is saying. I think um, he knows that this is important. (laughs) Well, um, I was digging a hole there. What, um, what, what I really commonly get asked about is quality of life. And first of all, how we can impact quality of life and how we can measure quality of life and think about quality of life. And I suppose life. for me, one of the things that always um, crops up in my sort of mind is how does um, quality of life maybe impact quantity of life? Yeah. And actually, do they go hand in hand? And are there things that I can do differently or potentially better? Mm. Um, and so this is something that I personally am always considering. And it's something that I think the world is really waking up to yeah. so um, that actually we can be even better dog owners. Because really, there are two routes to impacting your dog's quality of life um, and their overall general wellness. The first is what what we like to think of as the outside in, shape, reshaping their brain, growing them in to really kind of um, be adapted to the world that they find themselves in so that they have minimal stress, minimal anxiety. They're making great choices. But secondly, and it's one that we, we don't talk about enough and we're going to talk about more and more and more because it's so important, is supporting them from the inside out. And that comes from a different world. That comes from the, the nutrition world rather than the training and behavior world. And yeah, the two go hand in hand. In hand. And if, for example, you've got a reactive dog and you think that your, your main goal right now is to create a bomb-proof dog from a reactive dog to transform their behavior struggles, you absolutely need to consider the two angles of approach. You can't just work on the outside in, you have to work on the inside out. And the reason why that is, and you know, we'll, we'll, we'll just dive into this very, very briefly to just give you an idea of the impact this Warning, has on a dog. Tom loves this. You can I, just I, see his I, eyes I, light up. He I love is this like, topic. Oh. The, the, the gut 
microbiome and your dog's gut wellness. So the microbiome is effectively that community of microorganisms that live inside the digestive tract of each and every one of your dogs. They have an impact on your dog's brain. They have an impact on your dog's behavior. And equally, your dog's behavior and your dog's brain has an impact on those little guys in their digestive tract. And I think now, what you're saying is that actually they have an impact all yeah, it's it's a, all around. It's a, it's a vicious cycle. So what you get is you get a dog who is reacting to the environment, their, their bucket's quite full, as we as we would say. That has a, a detrimental effect on their, their gut microbiome. That then has a detrimental effect on their behavior and their brain. And so dogs often enter this vicious cycle of worsening behavior. Now, there was a study done, I think it's in 2006, I want to say, um, and it was um, by a group of researchers where they took two populations of humans. They took a, a group of humans that were feeling great about the world. They were, they, you know, they were experiencing positive emotional states every day and they were lovely and calm. Now, the second group, they were experiencing negative emotional states on a day-to-day basis. They were describing um, feelings of depression, anxiety, and just really feeling of low mood. Now, what they did is they took the the microbiome, the microorganisms from the digestive tracts of those two um, groups of humans, and that that was through feces, which is quite gross. But anyway, Tom needed to add that for all just of you. to clarify, no humans were harmed. Um, and um, and what happened is they then took that the, that that kind of two groups of microbiome, and they put implanted that microbiome into two groups of rats now the rats that received the you said rats not brats rats to <laughs> clarify the rats that received the um, the microbiome from the the humans experiencing low mood negative emotional states and depression those rats just from that change alone of changing their microbiome to the same one they started to show behaviors associated with those emotions Which, so that is insane in, like, you can't even think it, how it's mad it's, right it's, 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 feels like too crazy, right? They started to become worried about open spaces. They started to become worried about novelty. They started to become less sociable. Worried about things they had not been worried about before. The day before, literally. And yet the rats that received the, let's call it the happy microbiome, they continued to be the happy little rats that they always were. And so it re- makes you realise that... And just impact... to clarify, guys, this is not an experiment that Tom has done. He's not been no. part of it. He's literally no. referencing research. Absolutely. And so um, the crazy thing is, is is that this shows that this this research it crosses species. It shows that you know it really implies and suggests that this is impacting dogs. And from a, a vet perspective, I and a behaviour perspective, I see dogs every day that are reactive to the world and they maybe bark and lunge at other dogs, and and you, they also have changes in their digestive output. So to put it bluntly, they have softer poos. They often struggle with diarrhea. And so we and see And you might have this seen link. this even in your own dog. So you might have acknowledged this. You might have observed this. Yeah. And actually, this is something to be um, to be aware of and actually to be observing and to be vigilant for, to, again, be the best owner you can be for your dog. So I suppose, what can we do about Absolutely. it? Absolutely. And, and, and just to clarify, that was just one example of the impact of your dog's general wellness and their behavior and how their behavior impacts their wellness we could go through similar examples for and the, many yeah absolutely the the system of muscles and bones and joints that are within your dog the skin system right their skin and coat we could talk about dental disease and um, how that impacts their their behavior and overall wellness as well so this is big so what we wanted to do is we want to talk to you about actually how we can take control of this as dog owners yeah o- often people will try and disempower us in
in this in this area and say, you know what, you, you can't, as an owner, you can't do anything to change that. But the reality is there are two approaches, as we said. We can do the outside in through games or we can do the inside out. And that's through the world of nutrition. Now, a bit of background. As you know, or you might have heard us talk about before, every dog has a bucket. This bucket, it gets Carry it filled, on the backs. Yeah, literally carrying it around. Stick bucket. Day by day. Um, and this bucket gets filled by different things. The first thing that fills this bucket is excitement, right? So um, I don't know. I, I do example. agility yeah. with my dogs. I love doing agility. I find it amazing sort of energy and good fun. And at the same time, what I realized after doing many years of competitions was actually it probably wasn't good for me to stay at the competition mm-hmm. because that excitement day in, day out, especially when we go for long events. Yeah. So three, four, five, six, seven day events. Actually, the excitement is, is too much. But even mm-hmm. just one one session yeah. can fill the bucket for for some dogs, especially the dogs like Classic, my mini American Shepherd, who's actually got a very small bucket, maybe more like a yeah thumb thumb size, yeah, egg cup, um, literally <laughs> probably smaller. Um, let's think of one of those things they do sewing with. I can't yeah. think of its name, um, but one of those things, thimble. that one, that's the one thimble. It escaped me, um, and so yeah, for me, I think actually realizing and recognizing that even if I'm doing something fun for my dog, taking them to dog training class, yeah. doing some agility, um, letting them play zoomies with another dog in the park. All of those fun things can still actually still be uh, bucket filling. Yeah, absolutely. The next group of things that can that can fill your dog's bucket is scary events. So, for example, I don't know, your dog hears a firework and they worry about that. It's a pint of water into and the bucket. It could be um, something as simple as someone surprising them. Yeah. Um, or something that happens um, with people going about the house and, um, I don't know, dropping something. Yeah. It doesn't have to be extreme. I think that's absolutely. a big thing to acknowledge. Um, it's it's your dog your dog is is driving that you can watch your dog and um, those of you with multi-dog households, you know, one one of your dogs might be barking out the window. That could be filling the bucket of your other dogs because they're hearing the barking and so on. And, so, and, and also you could have a, a dog in a certain house who actually is constantly, um, I don't know how to put it, um, kind of generally being uh, very present with all the mm. other dogs. That can also yeah, really hugely um, like either excite or worry them. Yeah. So th- there's, there's those that also count in multi-dog households. Absolutely. And... That's the thing. They're the things that we tend to talk about when it comes to buckets and that that bucket filling and filling and filling till at some point it overflows and you get a reactivity episode. And those of you with naughty but nice dogs, you'll be very, very familiar with barking, lunging and just, you know, that look of the lights are on, but no one's home. But the thing is, there are other things that fill that bucket and they come from the world of wellness. So the next thing that fills the bucket that you might have heard of is pain or soreness. Yeah. So if your dog has um, joint soreness or stiffness, especially as they get older, that's going to mean that on average, they have a much more full bucket and they can't accept as many positive and, and negative so stresses. many people see when a dog um, and a dog starts to be in pain or has pain and has pain and they didn't have pain before. They see behavioral changes yeah. that go alongside that because that dog has never experienced that before. But just think of yourself. You will have behavioral changes mm. when when you're in pain. Yeah, right? absolutely. In fact, just thinking back to a behavior consult recently, um, there were just a, a, about five different things that that 
were said. And I thought, hmm, I think this dog, based on how that this dog is moving, based on how this dog is behaving, they have hip disease. They have hip dysplasia. And so the I said to the owner, I really think it would be beneficial to get their hips x-rayed. And the owner got their hips x-rayed. And lo and behold, there it was. There was hip disease happening right there. And the cool thing is, and it's, it, you know, it's cool because we identified that 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 dog would that that dog had that and we can support them now from the outside in and the inside out and but the the cool thing was is it was such a a snapshot demonstration of how linked these systems are behavior the, through the bucket, right? Um, so the next thing that pays into the bucket is itchiness. So when your dog's more itchy, um, their bucket will be more full. Now that might be because of seasonal allergies. That might be because, you know, a, a parasitic or like they have fleas, maybe. And um, they, you've probably seen on YouTube cats versus cucumbers. <laughs> I truly believe that all of those cats probably had fleas to be so worried about novelty when seeing those it's cucumbers. So funny. That is such a funny one. And, and I think that if you've ever had a dog with, um, sort of of a, a persevering sort of itch yeah. or scratch it's not comfortable no. like it's not comfortable for you as the owner let alone um, the dog as well it's bucket filling for you as an owner yeah. let alone the dog who's actually experiencing it Absolutely. Um, the next kind of group um, of things that that pay into that bucket would be the digestive tract. Okay, so gut challenges, gut struggles, gut that kind of impacted gut wellness. And again, these fill the bucket, and it, and it's very difficult to kind of untangle is it because you know is the bucket full because of behavior because your dog's behaving you know maybe then maybe they're very very reactive and that's causing the gut struggles or actually is it the other way around and that's why it's so useful to think about this bucket because what we can think about is all the different ways that we can control the controllable and impact these things for the better the final area and we could talk all day about this next area and maybe we'll, you know, save it for an episode in the future. Tom's excited. Is, is dental wellness. So um, the crazy thing is, is that your dog's bad breath, dirty teeth um, absolutely pays into the bucket and, and impacts that. It's one of those things that, you know what, there are so many dogs out there with bad teeth. Yeah. There are so many dogs out there having a lot of dental work. There are so many dogs out there who are in pain because of their yeah. teeth and have um, different forms of, of gum disease and, and yeah. dental sort of problems. Yeah. And actually, this is a, a kindness or a, something we can really impact quite easily, quite low, low key, really, yeah. and make a huge difference and not ever allow our dogs to get into that position. Like, yeah. I do feel really passionately about Absolutely. that. And there is a way that we can support them, the way that a way that we can support their natural processes, which in turn is going to really empty their buckets. And when we think about what quality of life is, really quality of life is how full is their bucket on a regular basis? And that in turn impacts quantity of life because, you know, if the bucket's full all the time, that's going to cause, um, you know, accelerated aging of all those natural processes. And so if we can support the natural processes from the inside out and support them from a behavior perspective from the outside in, we really are controlling the controllable and doing everything that we can to support and them. And I think that's got to be the line that we all take. Are we doing everything we can do to yeah. support them? We love them. 
We want to give them the best days. We yeah. want to give them the best life. Seeing my dogs happy makes me happy. Yeah. You know what? Am I doing my best? Absolutely. And the thing is, when we talk about supporting from the inside out, this is not talked about enough. Um, and we've got an exciting announcement about it in, in just um, a couple of minutes. How actually adding ingredients to your dog's diet, adding superfoods to your dog's diet, they really are superfoods that, that, that super support your dog's natural super processes. Foods, super support, super boost, and actually very, very easy to do. And, and something that both Tom and I feel really passionately about. Actually, it, it kind of wakes you up. We feel awakened to yeah. actually um, what so many other people can do yeah. and, and that you guys get the opportunity to do what we do on a daily basis too. Absolutely. And, you know, I'll give you a quick example. I could talk all day about the various superfoods that you could be feeding your dogs, but a quick example that, that you're going to love, kelp. Kelp has a bacteria on it that when it hits your dog's saliva, this bacteria actually produces something, an enzyme that breaks down plaque on your dog's teeth. Now, if you think about that, why do we not know about this more? And also, if you think about kelp as being a superfood, it's one of the most antioxidant-rich superfoods out there. And yet again, it's not really talked about. Now, based on your dog and what the way that you're wanting to support them based on their age group there's going to be changes on what we'd recommend in terms of you know how you can best support so them it's more bespoke than general it's more niche and, and for you not just like one size fits all and i think yeah. this is really um a step up in what's available yeah and so we've created something very very special and what we've created is effectively a um, a, a way that you can find out what ingredients would your dog would benefit from in terms of supporting what them? What is your dog's bespoke um, supplements or superfood yeah. that actually is going to support them best? What is the one that actually, um, what is what is the line that you need to go down? Because actually, I think this is really important. A lot yeah. of people don't know. And we all want to help our dogs. We all want to serve our dogs. We all want our dogs to have longevity yeah. and actually quality and quantity of life. Like for me, those two go together. Yeah. And I think the biggest frustration for a lot of dog owners, myself included up to recently in the last few years, saying, look, what can we do? Because yeah. there's so many things out there and, and we don't know what's right. Absolutely. And so we've created something very cool. And that is effectively a formulator, a quiz that you can do a few simple questions where we find out about the age of your dog. We find out about how you want to support your dog. We find out about, you know, your dog's behavior and what that that formulator then does is suggests the ingredients that your dog would would have in their diet to support them in the areas that you want to support them. Now, that quiz you can access now and you all you've got to do is go to a-ok9.com forward slash quiz. That's a-ok9.com forward slash quiz or you can head to the AOK9 website um, at a-ok9.com and you will see a place where you can do that quiz and find out what are the ingredients that are really going to support your dog based on what you what's want. What's going to help my individual dog? And yeah. I think that's what so many of us wanted. What do we do for our individual dogs? So yeah. health, we're passionate about it. We are. We re we're really passionate about it. And we're really passionate about 
instead of disempowering you when the world is trying to tell you that things are difficult, things are unresolvable, dogs are untrainable. Actually, there's a lot that you can do. There's a lot that you can support your dog in. And you're listening to this and we know that therefore you are the very best dog You can owner, be a yay-sayer right? instead of a naysayer because yeah. there's one thing for sure. There are way too many naysayers already. So you yeah. know what? You can be one of those people that says, yes, I've got this. I know what I'm doing. I'm empowering myself. I'm facilitating myself and my dog. Quality and quantity of life is possible this bespoke ingredient list for me and my dog is going to make a difference absolutely and all you've got to do to get involved in it is go to a hyphen ok9.com forward slash quiz it's completely free and we'll tell you about the ingredients and how they work and how they will support your dog so with that guys that was a bit of a mammoth episode we'd love to cover this more it, we could go on about it for days we'll cover more in future episodes that was this episode of the sexier than a squirrel podcast we will see you next week and remember Stay sexy. Hey, before you go, have you taken part in the worldwide Sexier Than a Squirrel Challenge? It's a 25-day online video program. Huge energy, amazing community, and over 6,000 people are already taking part. The only question is, you know where you are today. Where do you want to be 25 days from now? Head to absolutedogs.me forward slash sexy.